All right, welcome in to another College Hockey Southwest Weekly Long Distance Devils. I got my long distance devil, Paul Hornstein, with me from New York City. Paul, how are you? I'm good, Scott, although I think the roles are a little bit reversed this week. <laughs> I was You're the long distance this <laughs> week because they were here. Absolutely. You had a chance to get down to Princeton to see a little uh, Sun Devil sweep, as we like to say. Um, Amazing. How, how was your trip? Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of fun. Um, just to start with, the campus, uh, this is the third Ivy League campus I've been to. And, and honestly, they're all out of central casting. They're exactly what you expect them to be like. I've been to Harvard. I've been to Yale. And now I've been to Princeton. And they're exactly what you expect them to be, these old Gothic brick buildings, uh, if you, if you catch it at the right time of the year and the right time of the night, you, you would swear you were in a horror movie, but it, it's beautiful, the trees. And, uh, and and honestly, I walked past the rink twice and didn't know it. <laughs> That's happened before. I've uh, heard that before. I, I, I walked past the rink, and, and I just, it looks like every other building on the campus. Yeah. <laughs> so, room. Rumor has it, I talked to Coach Powers today, and rumor has it you made about 150 or so new friends. Oh, it was great. Let me tell you <laughs> something. Um, the, 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 the Washington, D.C. had some of their alumni association there. Uh, the New York Alumni Association had people there. The Philadelphia Alumni Association had people there. Um, the Garcias yeah. had some people there. I, um, I heard a little bit more about the the Maniscalco uh, party bus that showed up. I didn't even get there. So they were there, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, we got there early, um, and we actually had a meet and greet set up with uh, Coach Powers before he went to the rink. Now it didn't last very long, but it la- I don't know if anybody saw the video, but it lasted long enough. For us to sing happy birthday to the coach at one of the local establishments. Yeah. And, uh, I saw that video. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> you got to see it. And um, and there's n- there is no question, obviously, by the way the game went and the way the game ended, that the team, including the coach, noticed what was going on. Uh, between the first and second period, as the coaching staff was coming out of the locker room, once again, we all started singing happy birthday to the coach. And <laughs> the coach is like looking behind him to the assistant coach. is like, what do I do? What do I do? Eventually, he just kind of gives us a subtle thumbs up as right. he's walking to the bench. And we all just let out a big cheer because, the, he, we, you know, he obviously acknowledged what was going on. And it was just a lot of fun. Um, the game was a very solid hockey game, as we'll get into. Um, <clears throat> I, the, at the end of the game, obviously, uh, the win helps. Um, who scores the winning goal helps the way <laughs> the game ends. So Saturday itself was completely different than Friday's game. Um, but in terms of the experience... Uh, it was a great time. It's the first time I've gotten to see them win in person. Nice. Uh, the first year that uh, they had the D1 program, they played at Sacred Heart. Um, 
I went to one of those games. They lost that game five to one. Um, then last year I went to one of the games at Yale. Uh, they lost both of those games that weekend in overtime. Right. Uh, I was at the Saturday game, and I had mentioned then that the difference in the two teams was astronomical. Right. Um, and then, of course, going Saturday, I got a chance to see them again. Uh, got to see my first win, so that made things even better. <laughs> All right, let me take care of a bunch of housekeeping things with you first. Okay. Number one, I got your question about the stick salute. Right. That was not planned. That was Brinson feeling the the love of the crowd and rounding up the guys to do the stick salute. So that okay. was not planned in advance. It just happened. That's great. Uh, That's, coach, that... coach told me today that that was uh, just part of their way of saying thank you to the alumni, which they greatly appreciate seeing on the road. And he reiterated again, he hopes that it continues when they get to Boston U because he feels like they're going to really need you guys then. Well, let's let's um, a buddy, uh, my my buddy that's a BU alum. He said he's not sure if the break will be over by then, and that might make a difference in the crowd. Right. Uh, but I'm pretty sure most of the students uh, should be back because that's the end of January. So yep. obviously, the the more uh, support that they can get there, and what I'm sure will be a team playing for their lives at that point based on the record they have now now it'll be a non-conference game but they're going to need every win and every piece of momentum they can get as they head into the hockey east tournament and so they're going to be playing a desperate team and i'm sure that all of the help that any of the fans can get them will be appreciated Okay, so that's uh, housekeeping number one. Housekeeping number two. I got you by surprise. Steen Pastnick did not make the trip. He got hit. He he was on our show today. Right. Talk Southwest Weekly. He told us that he got hit in the ankle um, just before they were ready to leave the last practice by his brother Brinson. So that's <laughs> why he didn't make the trip. And uh, he he's healthy now. He's ready to go for this weekend. So that's uh, that's okay, yeah, it, number two. It, it, it that caught me completely. I didn't notice it Friday, right. um, in, in the lineup, and that's that's a bad job on my part. Um, and Saturday, we got so focused on other parts of the lineup that once again didn't notice that <laughs> Steen wasn't there. All right, now, all right. Let me jump into housekeeping number three because you just okay. alluded to it without saying it. I asked Coach Powers before we went on off the record, I said, do you want to talk about why Johnny Walker wasn't in the lineup? And he said, absolutely. I said, Coach, your team is making a bunch of headway in the world of hockey, college hockey. He said, why do you say that? And I said, I had 17 messages from people on Saturday asking where Johnny Walker was and why he wasn't in the lineup. And I heard from you. Uh, from Johnny's dad a little bit of what's going on. Uh, Johnny's dad sent me a video clip of what happened on Friday night. Right. Uh, coach said, let me go on. Let me let me clarify it. I want to tell everybody, so go ahead and ask me on air. So in the five-minute powers play this week, he addresses that. I okay. will tell you a couple of things. Johnny was on the ice today. He was participating. He looked good. He was shooting the puck. He did leave a little early, I think, maybe to get some extra treatment. Coach gave it to me as a stinger and uh, that he was much better than people anticipated. And they even anticipated. He said he 
thinks he'll be in the lineup this weekend, but if not, for sure, he'll be in the lineup for the Desert Classic. Um, Johnny being Johnny today was his normal self. So uh, I don't think there's a whole lot going on there. It's a, a bullet dodged, if you if you ask oh, me. But big time. And I'll tell you a little insight. I told you, but we'll tell the viewers as well, that uh, Sunday morning I get a tweet from Johnny Walker, and he says, hey, hey, Scott, I hate to bother you, but could you take that tweet down about about me being injured? I don't want people to know that I'm injured. And I'm, I said, okay. I said, just want to let you know that I wanted to clarify that Coach Powers' team does not have discipline, discipline problems, nor do they have academic problems. Coach will address that also uh, on the Powers play, but he said, in his words, Johnny's a great student, a 3.75, I think he said. So he said, there was never any issue with academics, and there's not an issue with discipline. Um, I asked him, I said, that little dig Saturday night that after he was interviewing you, was that when you said, Johnny, you're going to do some more push-ups? I said, was that a dig at his, his injury? And he goes, sure was. So it, they uh, they all are in, in good good favor with it. Johnny's healthy. Dean's healthy. Everybody was on the ice today having a good time. It was, uh, it looked like a team that was really loose and really having a good time on the ice. Well, wouldn't you be loose and happy on the ice if you just got named the college hockey news team right. of the week? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I told them, though, you know, that's old news, college hockey week or college hockey news. You got to get with it, man. College hockey Southwest Weekly has been calling them the team of the year since the, since July. Come on, man. Get with it. <laughs> hey, listen, um, a tremendous, tremendous weekend. Uh, the ma- the fact that they managed to escape uh, the weekend, uh, we obviously. Johnny was out, and he missed the game on Saturday. Uh, but we'll say we'll say unscathed, even though they got a scare. Is yeah, that fair enough to say. Fair enough. Okay, um, they won the game Saturday without Johnny. Um, other players had to step up, and they did. And let um, me throw, let me throw this at you too. Who scored the overtime winning goal? Uh, that would be Jake Clifford, the other birthday boy. Yeah, and who was, the guest? who was the guest on College Hockey Southwest Weekly last week? <laughs> yeah, that'd be Jake Clifford. So, 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 so what? What am I looking for from Steen this week? Yeah, I, I was giving him a bad time. I was giving everybody a bad time today. I'm going like, who needs a little, uh, a little hockey love here? We need to. Who wants to come on the show and score a few goals this weekend? So we took Steen. So look for him to have a big weekend. I also sat down on our uh, rookie feature with um, Connor Stewart, who was unbelievable, just a fantastic interview, and a kid so appreciative to be playing at Arizona State, like they all are. But, I mean, he was just gushing with positive things to say about being able to play NCAA hockey in his hometown. Listen, that's no different than recruiting the football team, recruiting the basketball team. There's a player at that level that comes – from the Valley of the Sun, that's got to be priority one. I'm, I, the coach knows it. Everybody knows it. Um, and this is a little different than being a football player or being a basketball player because it's a lot harder to stay at that level and stay home than it is in the other sports. Absolutely. Um, 
couple of things also I, I i told coach today that i'm calling this a snowball now because it's officially turned into a snowball that's growing getting bigger and really rolling along i mean uh, 12 wins did you expect 12 wins by this time uh let's knock on wood and hope that all everybody's healthy and we keep rolling along but you got colorado college who's certainly beatable um so so there's not get ahead of ourselves but you know you get two wins there you got 14. You beat Clarkson in the first round of the, the tournament. Now you got 15. And I'm telling you, if ever there was a time for them to upset a, a really good team, Minnesota State and UMD are both – I mean, UMD is going to come in probably three guys short. That will be with the World Juniors along with their head coach. Uh, Minnesota State's coming in with their head coach at the World Juniors. So, I mean, if there's ever a time to go get them in your backyard, it, it's a desert hockey classic. Well, like you said, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. we got the two games at Colorado College coming up. These are big games. Yeah. Oh, these, yeah. these really are big games. When you look at the schedule, and that's kind of what I was doing as you were going over it, after the Desert Hockey Classic, which are going to be two tough games no matter who they end up playing, yep. and they're home for Boston College, yep. and Boston College is starting to play better and better. Then they go and, back and on the road. And that one, let me jump in there real quick. That one is one game at Oceanside and one game at Gila River. Right. College. So that'll uh, be I think the Saturday game is against is, is at uh, Gila River. Yeah, correct. Um, and that's a, the, the end of the homestand, and they go back on this, the road for another long stretch. Uh, at Cornell, right. once again, a historically powerful program, uh, a struggling BU program that we talked about already. And yep. then they go play at RIT, who is one of those teams where if you don't play, you're going to get beat. Yep. yep. And that's especially another six-game road trip. Ice. Right. Especially on their home ice. Right. And so that's another six-game road trip. Um, looking at the dates on that, and uh, the there's that a week off between Cornell and BU. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. beauty of that is they do get that week off, which is going to help. Um, because traveling, as you know, going going to the east from the west is brutal in itself. But you also got to take into consideration January weather. There could be some flight delays. There could be all kinds of issues going that direction. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. There's no flight delays because <laughs> that's only bad news for me too. Cause... Yeah, I hear you. So let's yeah. let's let the cat out of the bag. For those that don't know, you're going to join me in our six uh, podcast series. Um, during the uh, Desert Hockey Classic, we're just happier than I can imagine to bring you out here back to your uh, your alma mater and, and for a great tournament. I'm getting everything set up as we speak to make sure we have uh, the best of the best. Uh, we got ourselves set up. I talked to Mitch today about a little platform um, outside, of, well, just above the lower bowl. Okay. So we'll be right where the camera parts are, so we'll have guests in there. We'll be talking um, it, it's going to be just a fantastic show. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're, also, wait. we're also kicking off podcasts with that. So that'll be our new podcast. will be on the air college hockey Southwest weekly. We'll be officially a podcast as well as a webcast. Great. Can't wait for, I am, I am <laughs> very excited about this. Um, as we say, as, uh, as people in the teaching profession, Come on, come on. Every day just feels like it's going to go slower and slower. Right. We just, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, but I'm very excited. Um, 
as you mentioned, it's my alma mater, and I have not been back to the Valley of the Sun since 1999. Um, obviously, Gila River did not exist back then, so I haven't yeah. seen it. Um, I'm gonna. I have a whole lot to try and squeeze into five days um, to try and see a few people that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, and let's face it, I'm coming out there to work, and I'm ready to go, and I'm very excited. And while obviously our focus uh, is going to be first on the two ASU games, I'm also very much excited about the Duluth-Minnesota State game because you're talking about a matchup of two top five teams. So I'm very excited about that as well. Absolutely. And um, just a little housekeeping on that. Coach said the uh, the boys are going to be discharged on Saturday after the game to go home for the holidays and Christmas. They will be back on the 26th and we'll – practice on the evening of the 26th i believe at gila river i didn't get the exact spot but i believe that's okay. where to practice then all four teams will get their allotted hour time frame and we'll have media availability all day thursday so you and i will be some busy boys on thursday gathering as much as we can um we'll do a podcast friday three three minnesota minnesota or umd minnesota state we'll do a podcast following the uh, arizona state uh, Clarkson game, and then same thing on Saturday, a screen a post. So if you want hockey action, we're the place to be. We're going to have it all for you from top to bottom. Absolutely. Once again, looking very much forward to it. Um, as soon as we get that practice time on Saturday, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, not on Saturday, but the day after Christmas, um, I'm trying to set up the my own plans to make my way from Sky Harbor <laughs> west uh, there's a few things I have to do just right. from my own personal standpoint. Um, there's a place that I used to spend a lot of time across the street from when I was working at the radio station. That's one of the few places that's still there. Right. Uh, did they pay us? Do we plug them? I don't know. I don't, did they pay us? I don't, <laughs> well, I I don't know. Well, I right now, one place you might have to go, I'm working with Joe Healy over at the college bar and grill. Okay. Uh, jumping on board with us. So you're going to have to pay a visit to Joe. He's uh, he's the son of Tim Healy. Uh, okay, well. The voice of, of ASU everything. So hopefully we get Joe on board. Let's keep digging at him, okay? Okay. Well, then what I'll do is I, I, I'll i get off the plane. I'll head to the bookstore, throw away a lot of money there. <laughs> then I will head to the that other place that I was talking about. Uh, hey, Burger Place across from the old radio station. You can go throw ahead, us for you too. Maybe they'll come on board with us. Hey, Chuck Fox, let's yeah, go. I'm, I'm coming in over there too. And then I was going to head to Oceanside to throw away some more money in the hockey shop. <laughs> and then as, as I'm there, so I might as well go and try to talk Joe into going. I'll, I'll go spend some money at the college bar. And you know, I'm already there, so. And then I'll make my way west. Exactly. I. Coach Power said it was going to be an evening practice, so I'm I'm leading to believe it's probably a seven o'clock practice. But I'll I'll finalize that. So the guys definitely won't be around next week, uh, unless some of them are staying. You know, uh, some of the foreign boys might be staying, but um, otherwise, I think everybody's pretty healthy. Strasburg had a, a minor injury, I guess, on Saturday. Um, I don't think it's going to keep him out, but we won't know until till Friday. So. We'll go forward with that. But now let's jump into the rankings. Let's start with pairwise, number nine. Number That's nine in the pairwise after winning two very different hockey games this weekend. I thought on on, on Friday night 
even though they lost that the, the Saturday night game in Omaha, which I thought was one of their best games of the season, this was also a very uh, high-quality game played by the team. Um, Princeton said, here, Johnny, we're going to leave you alone in the slot in the first 15 seconds. Don't bother with the stick. Just put it in the net. Because you right. might as well have told him that it's the same thing. He's going to score from he's going to score from where he scored that goal a hundred times out of a hundred, right. because they left yep. him all alone in the in the slot and the goalie was like back in the net. So yeah. the only way he would have gotten more net to shoot at was if the goalie wasn't there. Right. So <laughs> you know um, they get a, a second goal later in the period and. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember who scored it, but um, they were up 2 nothing. And honestly, outside of the odd power play that Princeton got, they I don't really feel like they threatened in the game. Yeah. Um, that number one line took for Princeton of Reich, Kuffner, and Verano took every other shift on Friday. It yep. seemed like they took every other shift on Saturday. Um, they're a very dangerous line. And they shut them down pretty well on Friday night. Um, The defenseman blocked a lot of shots. Let me jump in on that because I asked Coach Powers about that during the Powers play, and he told me that he said that top line we had no answer for except number 35. He said he's the only one that was the answer. And he said he gave Joey a lot of praise for that 45-save shutout performance on Friday night. Well, listen, he played great on Friday. It's another one of those nights where he gave up almost no rebounds. Yep. Where he was in the right position on just about every shot. And he was, he was, there was a a stillness and a calmness. You want the other players to play with some, with some manicness. You want your goalie to be absolutely calm. And Joey was at his best on Friday night. Uh, another one of those nights where they could have taken a hundred shots and it wouldn't have mattered yep. because he was getting them all. And in addition to that, as I just said, the defensemen were blocking a lot of shots that night, and the forwards as well as the defensemen were getting their sticks on a lot of passes. Yep. So they were frustrating Princeton. Uh, short of even on the power play that night, I think Princeton had three or four power plays that night. I, and they didn't really have any of those high quality chances or too many of them, maybe one or two that Joey had to make a big save on. But for the most part, he was under control the whole night and 45 shots could have been 145 shots and they weren't scoring. Yep. I agree. Uh, so we get rid of one set of Tigers in Princeton. We bring in another set of Tigers in Colorado College this weekend. Uh, I saw some things going on with the, the Sun Devil media guys tweeting tweeting some things about anybody got cinnamon because we understand that Tigers don't like cinnamon. So um, we vowed to get the, the local Spice guys to go out and sprinkle a little cinnamon around Oceanside this weekend just, just as a little precursor just to kind of help things out. What do you think about that? That'll work? Uh, I listen. When when you're coaching and you're play, you, you don't care. If, is that what if that's what it takes to win? Go for it. Who cares? Um, In all seriousness, coach coach told me the same thing today. He said, you know, don't overlook Colorado College. They're an NCHC team. They're all good. Um, they don't. 
you know, their record might not be where they want it to be, but they're going to come out and play hard. And, and that's the approach that he's taken every single week that he's talked to me. Uh, he doesn't take anybody lightly. He goes out and prepares the team. And what I really like about Coach Powers is he prepares the team his way, right? He prepares them to play their game. He doesn't really care who's on the other bench or on the other side of the ice because he knows if they play their game, they can beat anybody. And so far, it's worked. So far, it has. And you have to be able to adapt to all the different situations. Friday night, they played well. Saturday night, uh, they were missing some guys in the lineup, including number seven. And that changes the way the other team will play you. Right. And as I wrote in my notes as I'm watching the game, and I don't, and I believe I said it to you. I'm not 100% sure whether I said it to you or somebody else. They played what you would put in the category of a good, solid road game. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And uh, they're not intimidated by being on the road. They're not intimidated by being in overtime. I believe they're now 4-0 and in overtime this year. Yeah, so that tells you something right there. Um, the goal they got on Saturday night, uh, as you watch the video, if anybody's watched the video, you hear the crowd chanting as the <laughs> yeah. play's going on. Yeah. Uh, the rebound, somebody throws the puck at the net. Clifford's right there for the rebound, and he basically put it in an empty net. So yeah. happy birthday to Jake. Happy birthday to the coach. The <laughs> team came off the – that's as fast as I've seen the team come off the bench after winning a game. Might have even been faster than Penn State, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's because everybody was watching Johnny row across the ice. Right. Um, <laughs> And now you have to do it again. Now, once again, you're not just a favorite now. You're probably a prohibitive favorite this weekend, playing yeah. at home against a team that's been very much up and down. Um, they have a top line that's not quite as good as Princeton's, but their teams have been focusing very much on them to shut them down and make the rest of Colorado College beat you. Yep. And that's what ASU has to do this weekend. Because I think the goaltending matchups, if you look at it, are not as disparaged or not as disparate as most of the goaltending matchups. Usually when it, when it comes down to the goaltending, ASU will have a, a very solid edge. I don't know if that's the case this weekend. LeClerc is a very good goalie for Colorado College, and his numbers are very similar, and they've played a similar type of schedule. Um, what is different is ASU has uh, much better offensive numbers than Colorado College does. And the biggest thing about this weekend is if you look, the numbers on special teams are a huge advantage going into this weekend for ASU. Their yep. power play is operated much better, and their penalty kill is operated much better. Colorado College has struggled in both of those situations. And if ASU takes advantage of that, they should have a good chance to sweep this weekend. Uh, whether Johnny plays Friday or Saturday or doesn't play or does play, however they decide to play out the lineup. Um, but they're going to go in as a prohibitive favorite with or without Johnny Walker. And that's a different kind of pressure than going up to Penn State when you have nothing to lose. All right. We got two and a half minutes to close this up. Let's do, uh, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, the rankings, I said number nine in the pairwise. Number most important, most important pairwise. 
Yep. USA Today came out today and made them number 13. Um, USCHL made them number 15. So uh, they keep moving on up. Um, I'm going to ask you again, is 22 wins enough to get them in the tournament? And I'm going to keep saying yes, because between the wins and the pairwise, you know, as long as that pairwise stays where it is, yeah, they're going to be in. And that's whether they get to 20, 22 wins, or 24 wins. That pairwise stays nine, and there's no reason why they can't. Uh, they're a better team than RIT, even though they're playing them on the road. Um, they're a better team than Colorado College, and they have the advantage of playing them at home. Um, but there are some tough games on that schedule. There really, really are. Um, well, here's the thing, Paul. They've got eight. Uh-oh. We're still there? Okay. We just said bleep connection. You said they have eight, and that was the last thing I caught. Yeah, they have eight home games left. Got to win six. Eight home games against 20 wins. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're a teacher. Do the math. 12 plus 8, 20. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up by saying the... Uh, the Desert Hockey Classic is going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to having you back out here in the desert and back out here in the Valley of the Sun. Can't we're wait. going to make sure we keep about 75 and sunny for you while you're here. And we're going to make sure that uh, we take home our own uh, Hockey Classic Championship. How's that? I'm ready. I'm. Uh, sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, I'll take it because I'll tell you what. Win this tournament. And it would be hard to because if you're beating Clarkson and yeah. you're beating Duluth or Minnesota State, at that point, it'll be hard. You'd have to have a complete collapse to get knocked out of that solid yeah. pairwise range. Yeah, and so, that's exactly the case. It's that second game of the tournament that's really going to matter. You got to fare well against Minnesota State or UMD to up that because you don't really have a lot of chances. With anybody else to improve your pairwise, you need other people to help you because of Cornell, because of RIT, because of the way BU is playing, BC. I mean, those are all teams that are having not their best years. No. Nope. And that's not going to help you in the pairwise, but but winning that championship here at home would, would make all the difference. I think it would be huge, huge. Well, Paul, we appreciate your time. I'm glad you were able to make it down to Princeton for us. I'm looking forward to having you out here in a couple of weeks. and. Um, we'll talk next week. We'll see what we do with, uh, with what we got. We're working on some things to hopefully get, um, some behind the scenes people at ASU with the players gone. We'll try to do some fun stuff with them. Okay. Uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And for now, everybody have a great week. Get ready for the holidays. Enjoy family and friends and come back with us when we, uh, when we talk hockey again next week with Colorado College and certainly be with us for the, the new podcast format also. Can't wait. Have a good evening. Have a good night.